Yo, 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 what is up, Kansas City? It's your homegirl, Miss Kiki Armani. You are tuned in to Unapologetic Opinions. It's so good to be back. Outside is not, I guess, officially open back up, but we out here anyway. <laughs> Shout out to Meg The Stallion. 2020 has been a savage, so I felt that song was very appropriate for this session. Yep. Um, and I have two lovely hosts in the building with me. <laughs> My husband. Coop, Coop, a.k.a. The Husband. <laughs> <laughs> The husband <laughs> and my bestie. You got Kima out here. <laughs> so we're going to talk about, you know, uh, we'll talk about relationships because we're all in relationships, of course. And then we'll touch on the pandemic, the corona, um, how it impacted you, what you feel about it, your thoughts. And then we'll touch on the George Floyd situation and the protesting here in Kansas City. We'll see how y'all feel about that. Right. Um, there's no specific order, so let's go ahead and get into it. So what? I guess we could just go with what's going on right now in our city. How do y'all feel about the protesters? I feel like if it's peaceful and y'all protesting for peace and justice, mm-hmm. then I'm with that. But the destroying of property and breaking into businesses, I'm not going to say especially our Black-owned businesses, but... Any type of business, like we just witnessed a pandemic where everything li- literally shut down and businesses, some businesses are not even coming back from that. So to have their stores broken into and stuff, you know, damaged and stolen, that's not speaking peace or justice to me, in my opinion. Right. I, I'm i all for justice. However, when it comes to being um, like stupid about it. At the end of the day, that that's our taxpaying money <laughs> that's going to have to suffer. You know, we're going to have to, I mean, the insurance, but it's going to come out of our pockets. So, and half the people who's messing up these buildings and stealing the stuff out of it, they they not paying taxes anyway. So, yeah, I'm all for the justice piece, but no, don't don't be ignorant. Yeah, I feel like we got to be a little bit more radical, though. Yeah. It's been too many times where we just did a little peaceful protest. Sometimes you actually got to do something where we're going to, cost not only our situation, but we got to make them pay for some of the stuff that they out here doing. Like, you can't keep killing so many unarmed black people. Like, nothing on them. And just think it's going to be okay. And think it's going to be cool. And think that it's going to, okay, they're going to get over it. They're going to do a little peaceful march. They're going to get over it. When do we... But but what's, what, what's changing, though? Every time somebody... I mean, I get what you're saying, but... Every time a black man gets killed by the police, we're doing the same thing. And guess what? What is it changing? Well, we got to get more extreme and extreme and let them know that we're, we aren't going to just roll over for this every time. Like, I, I know for me, I'm always afraid when I'm driving, period. I don't even like driving half the time. I, I prefer to be in the house mm-hmm. because I understand that it's a chance that every time I go outside, I might get flagged for anything. My my tire might be low and the police officer want to pull me over and ask, me for some, ask a question or something like, 
it's a it's a different fear that I have. I, I've never looked at the police officers as friendly. Mm-hmm. Like until I met a guy from my church, uh, Mike Green. I tell him all the time he's the only police officer I've ever had a conversation with peacefully. Well, I think that's another issue, though. I think that, you know, we've seen the videos where they are on the plaza and they are even abusing the police. Every police officer isn't the same. Every police officer isn't out here. um, Every police officer isn't out here killing our black man. You know, so taking it out on every last one of them, that's a problem, too. I I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, nobody believes it's every police officer. Right. But the issue is, it seems like every police officer that you see is always promoting blue lives. What that pretty much tells me is because you got that badge on, that badge means more than your race. It means more than you're not a nigga no more because you're a cop now. No, well, no, still that's that livelihood. They, that's that. Uh-uh. They got. Still, at the end of the day, when you take that badge off, when you go home, you are still a nigga. I think that's that's the part that's kind of ignorant to me as well because, yes, black lives matter, but is it just black lives because it's Latinos? It's, you know what I'm saying? It's more than just black people that mm-hmm. are being treated with injustice. And, but, so but, I think... I think instead of making it a race thing, we should just make it all lives. Yeah, a thing about just equality and peace in general, well, and not just make it. Although racism is very real, absolutely. You know, I understand that part, but I think it's it's, it's too black and white. Which I get it. The white police are killing the black men, so that's what makes it black and white. But but the I, this only reason I disagree with y'all on that because which I pretty much just said is. We shouldn't just let black lives be right now. I know, I understand what you're saying. You say all lives. But the reason why black lives matter right now is so important is because we were the ones that, when everybody else's lives were, were mattering, ours weren't. So uh-huh. this is the first time where we're ever able to say, we're pushing out that, hey, black lives matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That don't mean y'all's don't matter. But right now we're saying these this, people who are yeah. in this season where these people are so oppressed, their lives matter a little bit more right now. Yeah, yeah. Right. and I, I thought I probably need to educate myself a little bit more on the protesting and what you know everybody is doing because I kind of live in my own world. I'm not gonna lie, but um, just seeing the the George Floyd situation, I think people of race are just so intimidating because I even get it at work. Like you know, when I speak up for myself, when I defend myself, I'm intimidating, mm-hmm. and I'm you know, and I'm 150 pounds. So how could I ever be intimidating to a man, you know, or to anyone for that matter? But when you speak up for yourself and you have so much pride and you have so much uh, confidence about yourself, it's intimidating. And I think that they can't, they can't kill us, you know, our voices. They can't kill us in that way. So. They're doing other things. So you sit back and you see, like, on this situation, the cop was on. It was four police officers. But you have all these people filming. If you stop and think, it's more of us than it is of them. So, I mean, I know some people are scared to get into that situation. I would most definitely be scared to be in that um, predicament. But, I mean, maybe that's the stand that we need to do. Maybe it's, you know what, we're not going to sit around and we're not just going to video this. We're not yeah. just going to yell at this, chant at them. We need to actually take action. Take action. And yeah. if we start taking action, 
then maybe, just maybe, they'll they'll stop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and it's a lot more, too. It's, it's not only protests, but uh, I think a lot of times we don't talk about this. We talk about the big presidential elections. We don't talk about how important local elections are. Like, going out there, I know I don't do it as much as I should, but going out there and voting for, I, I don't know too many people that I know that went to go vote for the mayor this year, this past year. Like, Voting for chiefs of police or district attorneys, like you know, is so that even going to matter though? That would matter more than a presidential election, actually, because that's it, it impacts what we do right here. Voting for our superintendents and stuff like that, like we we don't have any input on the local stuff that matters here in the Kansas City area. Mm-hmm. But we care more about voting for Donald Trump and you know doing all that. We don't know anything about what's happening. Our schools getting funded. We don't talk that much about the census here. You know what I mean, like. How many funds should be getting allocated to our areas around here? And that's why I feel like what's going on right now in Kansas City is um, I don't think people are really educated about why they're protesting. Mm -hmm. I feel like some people are just followers um, and not really knowing why they're protesting or why they're down there and just doing things. And you also have to be conscious of other people's agenda. Absolutely. Because I feel like white people will get us gathered Mm-hmm. And have us acting the damn fool and tearing mm-hmm. up shit. I never seen nobody down there that was white that was destroying any property. Mm-hmm. I never seen, you know, I seen the white protesters mm-hmm. holding the Black Lives Matter signs and posters and all of that. But when it was time to show photos of what was being destroyed mm-hmm. and all of that, it was black people. That's because so, we, we we destroy our own um our own image, you know, they they expect us to do things like that, mm-hmm. and and yeah, we're gonna go out there and do it because this state they they didn't win in. I can guarantee if no one saw that this was happening in Minnesota or New York or anything, yeah, they would have talked shit to the police. They would have, you know, all been down there, but they wouldn't have been trying to do all the graffiti and all of that stuff on on the um, plaza stuff. Like they wouldn't have done that. Right. Yeah, I didn't really see that much. Uh, I know today I wasn't really on social media that much today, but I didn't really get a chance to catch that much stuff that happened in Kansas City as far as pictures. Mm-hmm. But from what I saw in Minnesota, it was all racist tearing that target up. It was a white dude coming through on a skateboard. Like, it was everybody. And for me, it's pretty much like when they protested in the 60s and when they marched in the 50s and 60s and around that time. It took people from both sides to have to commit to doing this. And as long as I'm seeing people, I know I did see some pictures today where I've seen a lot of people from, I believe, Saturday with their posters up, those white and black people. I think that's the biggest thing. We need to stop having so much quietness from the other other side as well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to protest. I mean, it needs to be white people there. It needs to be Latino people there. It needs to be Asians. Everybody has to protest together because if it's just our voice, they just going to cast it as all them just the black people always complaining. They're never satisfied. It needs to be our white allies, as we like to call them, wh- whose voices they should listen to mm-hmm. out there actually bring that up as well. Yeah. So how how important do you feel like it is to have white supporters with the whole movement? Like, why is it so important for us to see them validate their Black Lives Matter? Uh, because I think white people, they respect our culture, but they don't respect, respect our beings. Yeah. So they 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 love our hip hop culture. They love they love all of that. They, they, they love they, our they, niggas. They, they don't. They love it. Hairstyles, <laughs> all of that. But when it comes to us, a lot of times we don't see that same support. It's because we don't respect us. 
Mm-hmm. So why can how how can they come in and respect us when we don't respect ourselves? That's the problem. Yeah, but I feel like as far as the reason why we do need them, we well, I believe we need them is because a lot of time when you break it down, the population is majority Caucasian. So when we we have all these big elections, we still need their interest to kind of go our way as well too. So if we what we ten percent of this uh, Kansas City. African Americans, mm-hmm. and that's only on the local elections. We have to have some support from the other side as well. Sure, half of them felons. Yeah, they can't. They can't vote. Yeah. <laughs> but it is very scary to see things like the George Floyd situation because I'm raising two, you know, black men, mm-hmm. and I do fear when they, you know, my kids are 18 and 19, so they want to go out, they want to party, they want to you know, be teenagers, but I'm so skeptical. One, because my kids are just not urban kids. They're not with the shit. So they can easily just be um, manipulated, if you will, into situations that they feel like is cool, Mm -hmm. you know, and then just the situation of them making it back home. A simple, you know, speeding ticket or headlight out or anything like that. I just fear for them being pulled over. Um, so it makes me want to just keep them in the house. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, at me growing up, I was I grew up a little naive to a lot of the stuff. I, I kind of was a tad bit sheltered. And I didn't understand how severe that was. Like, I, I seen all the movies until I got out there driving by myself on those roads and having to deal with interactions with those police officers. You realize how you, you be talked down to, you feel less than a human being. And as me raising the boys I'm raising right now, my my son, my 10-year-old, and her two, just trying to instill in them to still feel secure even when you're in those situations. Mm -hmm. But also knowing the things you have to do in order to get back home that night. You're going to have to tuck your tail a little bit. Yes, yes, officer. Yes, sir. Give give, give them your stuff so you can get on and make it home. You don't have the same ability to talk back to officers like your white counterparts do. And I kind of had to instill that in them. While do the we assume that white people talk back or do we see oh, that we they talk see back? it. We see it. I didn't see a thousand videos of them talking <laughs> crazy <laughs> folks. In the, what? And then why do you feel like it's not the entire black race? Well, I can't say that because what was the young lady's name that they um, killed her inside of her apartment? It was right before the George uh, Floyd. And I apologize that I don't know her name. Mm. Charge it to my mind and not my heart. Yes. But... Um, we were seeing a lot of fem- black females being killed too. Like they, you know, it did go into you know a season where it was black women mm-hmm. all the time. So I don't know. It's just a tough situation. Yeah. I'm I'm all for the peaceful protest. That way we can get our point across and and be heard. But when it's violence involved and it's you know uh, destruction of property and all of that, I feel like that's very ignorant. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you got to have something that's going to make a little bit longer impact. Because, see, we could do a peaceful protest right now. We go out there and march. They know everybody's attention span right now. In our age group, in our generation, as short as it is, we'll go out there and protest. Two weeks from now, they've been forgotten. Right now, we didn't have these protests. Almost everybody forgot about coronavirus. But we like always we, have the protests. Every time someone gets so, killed, we still have the protests. So now they're doing the protests. With the, they ride it more everywhere with the protests. That's going to have a little bit more everlasting feeling to it. I guess I just don't understand 
the we rioting. Remember the, we remember the riot in 92 with Rodney King, right? Like, everybody remembers that because of the impact that it had, even though they tore up their own neighborhood. So, are we looking for a piece of history to be remembered by something, or are we actually fighting for justice and uh, looking for, for peace? We're fighting for justice, but we letting them, we, they pretty much letting them know, hey, it's going to be a fight. Like, we're not going to keep allowing, like, it's been so many times that we've had these peaceful marches, peaceful marches, and hey, they they arrested them. Now they just beat the case. I just don't understand what are they getting out of, you know, destroying these buildings? Because at the end of the day, they're going to destroy it today and it's going to be fixed by Monday. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what are you getting out of it? Like, uh, uh, and again, I am all for justice. I am, all, but I don't think that's the way. The way is, like you said, we do have to get out here and vote. We have to make sure we have a really strong police um, chief or whatever in office so that, I mean, in the in the building so that they, they can have their staff under control too. But you also can't go through each city, each state, blaming every police officer because every police officer isn't, isn't doing the things. A lot of the police officers are really tired of it too because it's it's making them have a look like, hey, no one can can well, say say anything. They gotta say that. A lot of times you don't hear that. Like I said earlier, it's for them it's more along the lines of I'm gonna look out for my brother first before I look out for my people. Well, I I so do know a, that they were they were standing last night yeah, at last the night, yeah they had usually, kneeled or whatever. Yeah, but usually like prior to last night, usually. You don't hear that side of them. Like, yeah. you, it's always police officers taking up for other police officers, understandably, because they go through that same fire. They go through, I, I'm, I'm not taking away from no police officers. Right. I've heard the stuff that they kind of go through and all of that. But also, they have to realize I'm not a threat to you either. Like, every black man yeah. that you see, I, we're not all threats either. And yeah. it seems like they treat us like we're all threats. And then I wonder do the black police officers? fear for their life in their role with their fellow officers? Like, do they feel like, you know, they can't speak up because of retaliation or because of what could happen? Because it's very hard to believe that these officers are able to get the shit off that they're doing mm -hmm. and nobody, no, nobody in blue is saying this shit is not okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I feel like we really need to rally up and get our voices heard. Mm-hmm. Rather than to riot and go to violence. I get why, because we're so angry and we fucking tired of this shit. I get it. But I feel like it's a setup. That's what the, they want to show that we are like this. They yeah. want to show that they fucked up. They going to tear up. They, look at them. They tearing up their own city. They doing this. They doing that. This is why we want them gone, because we can't have nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we really have to take some of that anger out of us sometimes and, and be strategic with our protesting so that it's not in vain. Because I I would rather, you know, them protesting and the signs and all of that be remembered than to see a car on, a police car on fire and, you know, windows busted out in businesses and pe people boarding up their businesses out of fear. Yeah. Like, you know, mm -hmm. that's not, that's not fair. Yeah, it's not, it's not. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that on that. You know, we were serious as fuck. Oh, <laughs> Period. Um, let's talk about Corona. Ugh. How you feeling about our? We're all essential workers. Oh shit. So we've been working since Corona. I haven't had a day off. Well, I have had day off days off that mm -hmm. I personally took off. But um, 
my business thankfully was not impacted, although my pay was impacted with my business. Um, I work for a laboratory. And so we were doing a lot of the testing and all of that for um, looking for... um, What is the word called? Antibodies, the coronavirus. Antibiotic? Um, You're talking about for the coronavirus? Yeah. So we uh, were doing, anyway. We were doing a lot of the testing. I can't think of the fucking right word. It's right there. It's I know it's right. It's, it's right there. So y'all know that. Uh, yes. Vaccine. <laughs> Shout out to Studio B. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. So we were doing a lot of that kind of stuff. And um, so with that being said, my company did furlough some of our employees, um, and what they also did to us managers and supervisors and stuff like that is they cut our pay. No, you fucking lie. They did cut our pay. um, So... (laughs) (laughs) But, um... I still was very blessed out Mm -hmm. of the situation. I know a lot of people were without jobs during this time. But how did the coronavirus impact your day-to-day? Well, I work for a bank, so I'm in the small business loan department, and of course... Y'all was popping. Oh, my goodness. 15-hour <laughs> days. I'm salary. I did not get paid for that, Ooh. period. But, um, I mean, my day-to-day, I'm really a homebody anyway, so having to social distance, that didn't really impact me until I'm just like... I don't like for nobody to tell me when I have to stay at home. Like, no, <laughs> let me leave when I want to leave. Let me go somewhere when I want to go somewhere. You know, I'm used to going out to eat, being fat. But, I mean, other than that, you know, it was what it is. It is what it is. I mean, I think that I think our, our killing rate went down during that little bitty time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really happy about that. But, I mean, with my job... Shit, I was doing 17, I mean, 15-hour days, seven days a week, and that was a problem. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I work at the post office, so... He took he been on vacation ain't nothing the stopping entire that corona. Mm. Well, I had a little this situation, so... <laughs> I felt some type of way, because I had to go to work every day, but my whole household got to stay at home. Even... I was working. I was working, even though I'm working nah, from home, I am nah. working... No. I punch a clock every <laughs> no, single day. We I don't get to go, I don't get to say, oh, I'm not gonna la- log on to my laptop today because I don't wanna go to work. Right. I, you know you, what I'm saying? But I gotta get my ass up to bed, brush my teeth, wash my face. You the man of the house, you supposed to do that anyway. Period. Go, I, but I do it niggas, every day anyway. Niggas, nah, bro. <laughs> Hold on. You not finna get on here <laughs> and, and act like you he every day, bro. <laughs> Well, I had Every. to take the coronavirus two-week thing. We you didn't even fucking have corona. Okay, but I took the two-week thing. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to stay hey. home, too. Let's hey. just put it out yeah, there. Just say that. They offered two weeks. They did offer it. It was offered of emergency 80 hours with coronavirus. Mm, and you took advantage. Not advantage. No, you did. Precaution. No, because they offered my job Niggas there, too. They tested negative. <laughs> they, they offered it to us, too. And then when I got it, you know. When you got it. When I got checked, they said, nah, which, hey, y'all. Uh, he knew damn hey. well when he went in there to get checked, he didn't have it. <laughs> hey, I'm telling Let's you talk right about now, that test. That's the worst <laughs> test I'm I've glad ever they had in my head. entire life. Because <laughs> you wanted two weeks off of work. Man, look, <laughs> I had to drive up, pull in a parking spot, 
Man came out in a hazmat suit outside to my car. <laughs> Told me to put my hands on the steering wheel, look at the ceiling. Stuck a 12-foot pole mm. up my damn nose to my brains mm. and swung his wrist around a couple times. Mm. And it hit your balls. Oh, my Lord. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for trying to be slick. She took your ass to work. That two weeks wasn't worth it. later and said, naked time. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing about corona for me was I spent more money than I should have. Yeah. I was at home online shopping mm. almost every oh, day. Yeah. Um, and then, too, I'm just somebody that when I want to go, mm-hmm. I want to go. So I'm the fact you. that I had to stay in the house, <laughs> that was probably—I love my home. Lord, don't—you know, don't get me wrong. I'm very thankful. Um, and usually, I'm a homebody. I like to be at home. But when I got to stay mm-hmm. at home, I know you fucking lying. Oh, mm-hmm. I was just like— different. I miss basketball. I yeah, coach I'm a sure basketball team. Shouts out to Game Speed, Team KC. <laughs> and that's every weekend we're in the gym. to the basketball team. That's the second wife. <laughs> you know, keep it pee. But that's the second wife, basketball. And having to be in the house every week. I didn't know what to do some weeks. Mm. Literally. Was, I literally got, got in my, my car and just nerve. drove up and down 71 <laughs> one day. He did not want to follow the rules. I'm like, babe, why are you going outside? Like they said, stay in. Oh, no, we're going to go rock around the block. We're going to go to the park. I'm like... You don't know how to follow rules. <laughs> and then the thing is, he be on the go, go, go so much. He always be like, I just never have a day that I could be. I'm like, hey, Corona's here. <laughs> like, you got plenty of days well, that you can nah, just chill and do nothing work, if you, you really know, I gotta wanted go to. make other moves to go do other stuff so we can, you know, by the time I get home, it's 9 o'clock. And then he mad because I'm asleep. It's 9 o'clock. Home. I, I got to go to work right. in the morning. From the home. And that it doesn't matter. matter. Man, you man, still got eight whole long That's hours. That's why you don't go to work because you don't take your ass to sleep on time. Man, <laughs> he has man, a 955 man. alarm that he has not abide by ever mm. since he set the damn timer in his phone. I wow. never want to sleep at 955. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, man. Unless the man get, <laughs> <laughs> get you ready. get you ready. What else about the corona stuff? I mean, let's talk about the lies about the corona mm. stuff. Oh, I think I've been hearing about so much stuff recently, just reading about like now they're saying the stuff they thought about it being on the surface for up to 14 days and all that. So we went bought all that lights all stuff. They were saying pretty much all of that was, was false. Mm-hmm. It could be on surfaces, but it's not as contractable from services. People like was talking thought. about you can get it through passing gas. Oh, yeah. 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 It was they something was else that I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. I just think, I think that it's so many people out here that still have it mm-hmm. that they don't know that they have it. Yeah. Because... I I mean, every day, and I, I mean, I don't really keep up with it because it's just really depressing, but every day is so many more people that's yeah. added, to, hundreds of people. What I didn't like about the the media when it first happened, they exposed and talked about so many people that died from corona, mm-hmm. but they never put the spotlight on how many people yes. were tested positive mm-hmm. and actually, you know, lived through, lived it. through it and got rid of it. And or people who had it didn't even know they had it. That yeah, was able to I think through. I had it in January. I ain't That's even why it was such a That's pandemic because person. I feel like they, the media just was like, everybody's dying. Like nobody, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't hear the surviving stories. So yeah. it was just yeah. a lot. I think I, it was important that the country did. They moved as fast as they did because they didn't know. Then they didn't move fast enough. He he knew that this he shit was, was like this long time ago, and he took well, advantage of. Well, I feel like they 
they move. They didn't move fast enough, but they had to do something, which I'm not for Trump at all. But Period. I think they had to. We had to make this move as fast as possible, just to kind of shut everything down. And he thought it was a game at the beginning, though. Yeah, he he definitely. Oh, he did. definitely did. Yeah. But, so what do y'all think about it being open? You know, them opening back the city. Do you think it's too fast, the state? Um, I don't think that it's too fast because studies show that um, the virus cannot live in the heat. So through the summer months, I think we'll see less cases of it. But I, I, I really don't know. So I think we're okay for right now. But once the... Um, the fall hits, it's time for y'all to go back inside. And then let me tell y'all, niggas, <laughs> who the fuck told y'all to go to Swope Park and have a, 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 a freak nick? <laughs> I was like, when I seen the pictures on social media, I literally thought it was some old shit that we had had back in the day, like when Sundays was packed on the, Man. you know, when we used to go to the park on Sundays and Prospect was packed. Like, I thought it was some old shit. Y'all just was like, Fuck Corona, we outside, we gonna live our lives mm. and we gonna do what we wanna do. Sad. That's black people for you. Sad. Breathing all in their face. <sighs> <laughs> Niggas don't care. I guess they said they had so much vodka and alcohol that they was gonna Girl, get rid of they it. said vodka um, is a sanitizer. Is a sanitizer. So maybe oh, they thought man. they were sanitizing their body. That's why it's just so hard to believe, like, was it really what it was or was it something else? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how is it that they came up with this is the coronavirus when back in January, a lot of people were sick for mm-hmm. a long time. Like, mm-hmm. I was sick for a whole month in January. But when people were out here sick, they didn't have, they didn't have, know what it was. Oh, it's a virus. Oh, it's mm-hmm. the flu. Mm-hmm. But now it's the coronavirus. Like, how did y'all come up with that? I think they knew back then. They just didn't know. They just did not educate other Physicians and mm-hmm. hospitals, healthcare, yeah, healthcare providers to know what From it was. Things I've heard, because I know I've seen they talked about this years before, there wasn't already a coronavirus, and this is like a mutated version of it. Mm. So that's why they're the coronavirus again. It was already a version, yeah. it's already a coronavirus, and it's like a mutated version is what we're dealing with right now. The and the issue was because of how, yeah, they said because I, the biggest problem was how fast that it spread. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, as far as your symptoms, not everybody's going to have the same symptoms. They kind of protect for that. But how fast you spread it mm-hmm. and the different types of people that you can spread it to, like people with immune deficiencies and elderly people, like when they got it, they mm-hmm. couldn't fight it. But pretty much, you know, people in our generation, mm-hmm. a lot of us could be able to deal with it. Yeah. And younger people. Now, I know the population in New York is, you know, way bigger than what we have here in Kansas City. But why do y'all think it was so many people dying in New York? It's the epicenter of everything. Yeah, and it's just how, I mean, they're just, I mean, they're passing each other all the time. Hospitals or funeral chapels Mm -mm. to hold the bodies. Yeah, Yeah, they were doing what, mobile homes and a lot of homes, mobile freezers. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. And then the so funeral home put the people I mean, in the U Haul. You look in New York, like they built on top of each change. other. Like you got all of those it's stacked on top of each other. What the bodies? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the I way that they damn. live, girl. Like the apartments <laughs> and all of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they don't live like it's yeah. based out as we do here. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's true. Just, and human that's why they all had corona. Cross each other every day, subways and stuff Fuck like that. Up. Yeah. Lord. Mm. Well, I'm praying for people that um, were impacted by corona or had people pass away from coronavirus. Um, 
You're in our thoughts and our prayers. Absolutely. Um, what else y'all want to talk about? Love and marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> well, why are you booing? What's the problem? Because he is a love language nigga. Like, he <laughs> is so love, 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 love. He lovey-dovey. He's Devin very lovey. He's very lovey-dovey. He's a big-ass teddy bear. <laughs> the big mushy guy. For sure. Mush man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel about marriage? Uh, and be honest now. Oh, we're going to be honest. Because... It's an everlasting journey. And what I mean is pretty much every day is something brand new. <laughs> you find a new way to love your spouse every goddamn day. Or a new way to hate them. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and that's a part of that love. Because you got to learn how to love, love them. Love hate <laughs> If it's unconditional, you got to find some conditions in between there. Mm. But if, So if you could take it back, would you postpone being married? Would you not get married? Would you be married? I honestly. Think, honestly, I think I would be married. I believe that everything I went through in my marriage is what got my marriage to where it is now. So you would have married me when we got married. Yeah. Nigga, I would have made you wait. I know you're lying. We would have waited. <laughs> we didn't discuss this a few why, times. Why would yeah, you have we waited? waited? Because I think um, I think religion played a huge part in just rushing the marriage. So we didn't really know each other at that point. You know, it was me having religious beliefs like, nigga, you want to touch me? You always want to touch on me, but you don't want to marry me. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to, I, I need to be your wife if you want to do this and you want to do that. So, you know, he kind of felt like it was a threat, you know, so that's putting, you know, energy on him to hurry up and speed up the process when he probably really wasn't oh, ready in that, that moment. On, I, I'm, I'm just, spe- I'm telling you how I feel. Uh, and I'm telling you how I feel. I'm telling okay. you, you just put how you felt about it. Let me tell you what I was It wasn't your turn yet, though. It wasn't. She was still it's talking. It's his podcast, girl. <laughs> you know, I'm just here. I'm you just know. saying, oh, you can't talk for me and then okay, when I try okay. to jump in with I wasn't talking him. for you. I'm just telling you how okay, me being bad, so heavy in my walk with Christ. Yes. It was. It probably added more pressure. I'm not saying that you weren't going to marry me, mm-hmm. but in that moment, it was like, okay, I need to hurry up and speed up the process and get this going because you know she feel how she feel, I feel how I feel, and we need to make it. Coop, happen. do you think you did it? Do, did you think that you were you rushed to do it because you thought you were going to lose her? No. Uh, when I when I wanted the thing about marriage for me was, I knew I wanted to marry her. About a year before I even married her. Hmm. So it was like, for me, it wasn't like, uh, oh, you need to do this right now. Or, oh, you got to do that right then. It was like, I'm going to marry her, like, sooner than later. So you know I'm about to call you out, right? Niggas okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, since the beginning. <laughs> okay, okay, so, and I'm not starting nothing. I'm just trying to, you know, we having a conversation. Okay. So if you knew you wanted to marry her, and everything out here, right? We uh-huh. we good on here, right? Yeah. You good? Yeah. All right. So if you knew you wanted to marry her a year prior, uh-huh. well, how you do that? How you, how you do that if you creeping? Well, this is how we decided. This is how we discussed that. <laughs> hold, on. Oh, hold on. So yeah, when you meet a chick, you be like, yeah, this girl got all of these qualities. I can see where I can benefit her. I can see where she can benefit me. I want to marry her. So the idea is, that's who I'm going to get married to. 
Now, in that moment while I'm getting ready to marry her, I have to prepare myself to be the person to be somebody to be married to. So, at that time of my life... Which is why I said, wait, go on. Because <laughs> when I proposed to you, I wasn't messing around. But prior to that... How many I'm, months prior to that? <laughs> okay, let's start getting times together. <laughs> Because if we go, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Like, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm really about to go we're somewhere. Gonna, we're going to go somewhere on both sides, then. Uh, I'm asking you the questions. Uh, no, 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 I'm asking, no, I'm asking you this no, because the husband is supposed to be the protector, but this yeah. nigga want to bring me down with <laughs> right. him every single no, time. No, I'm gonna tell if you why I'm asking you this. I'm going down. Right. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you why I'm asking you this because no, you can say, hey, you know, once I met her, she's this, she's that. I want to marry her, but then you found interest in someone else, and this is why you did what you did but say that that interest was three four five months prior to you proposing to her that's not enough time for healing that's what i'm saying i, I wasn't trying to come to you i'm, I'm saying that's not a because i'm gonna tell you as a female yeah. i might forgive you for something but motherfucker it's always in the back of my head yeah. period yeah. and and it's not me being you know in, i i believe people can change absolutely mm -hmm. but when you hurt, when a, a female gets scorned, when they're getting, when they're hurt, mm -hmm. like they're gonna always remember that. You could say, "I'm sorry," and you could really be sorry a million times, but you could do the wrong thing one time. You can blink two times, and it should have been one. And you like, who the fuck you looking? Who the fuck you texting over there that got you blinking <laughs> like that? Yeah. I think we both don't have done that in our relationship. Yeah. He's more of the, um forgive and not forget type of person hmm. in that in that I don't know aspect, how that I goes think, yeah I think I'm the one that's just like okay it's cool but if it happens again then it, it spirals me mm -hmm. back to the initial one but you know in certain situations where I've had infidelity issues he is the one that you know what I'm saying like like we joked the other day because we had some issues back in the day, you know, and it happened in June. So he was like, are we going to have a good June? I'm like, nigga, niggas ain't cheated in years. Like, why are you still talking about this stuff from... Nah, because you know what, what it was, saying? it's a joke we've been having for years. That's like, a joke you've been having, bro. Okay. <laughs> it's well, not for like funny. the last five, six years. June's have been... It was some tough June's in there. <laughs> like... We didn't been through some bullshit, but them Junes was tough. Right. So that's why. If, if a nigga gonna act up in the in the wintertime, bitch, you act up in June, bitch. Right. You act up June in the summertime. Summertime. Summertime when it's hot outside. <laughs> Girl, you fucking hot. Hot girls summer. Wait till that spring went out of there. Juneteenth, she lit every Period. year. Shout out to my forefathers. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna pray for you, man. Please do. Please pray for me. I'm gonna pray for you too. So, um, with you, Kima, mm -hmm. you are uh, engaged. <laughs> you are a fiance. Mm -hmm. Why have you not went forward with? I think it's um, it's a two way street with us. Um, I feel like when he proposed to me, he felt like. He was rushed to propose because, I mean, me as a woman, I'm not out here like that. And I don't I don't give myself to anyone. So if I give you me and I'm giving you all of me, like it doesn't take years for you to know that you need to be with me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they're selfish at that point. Mm -hmm. So um, so then it was just like, OK, 
well, you're going to go and do whatever you're going to do. Like, it, it was just, it was just like, when we first got engaged, I was like, I don't want to get married that next year. I want at least three years because okay. I'm going to get, I want a, a good wedding and I want to make sure it's the right thing. Because once I get married, I, I, that's it. Like, right. it ain't a marriage after that, period. So then it was, okay, now you on board. I'm ready, but you ain't ready. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting all these years. Now you ready. Now, motherfucker, I'm going to take you on a motherfucker ride, too. <laughs> so, and, and that's where it is. I just want to make sure that we're doing it for the right reasons. Just because we've been together forever doesn't mean that we're both fit for, you know, marriage. marriage it's always yeah. being me and my children mm-hmm. in my home. Right. And I've never, you know, I've never stayed with a guy or guy's never stayed with me. And then, so, you know, that's something you have to adapt to. Right. That's so, very true. I think with our marriage, um, I wanted to marry you for sure. But when it happened, I was not ready. You know, I had just lost Buddha in June. You proposed in November. And, you know, from June probably until the next year, I went through a really dark, deep depression. I remember. So I wasn't really there. You know, I wasn't really in the moment. And even when I watch our engagement um, video... It was like all of my family was there. All of my friends was there. Everybody was saying yes. Like I, It was like, you know how you see those when you're in a movie and your brain is just going a million miles an hour and you see everybody's like mm-hmm. pictures in your brain and stuff like that? Like that's how it was. It wasn't like I was just like very— You wasn't there. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I knew that I loved Terrell, but it was just like I kind of felt guilty because— this was a happy moment for my family, it seemed like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, And I was just like, damn, I can't take this away from them. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But if it had been just us, I would have been like, well, babe, can we wait a little minute? Because how, how bad I was depressed, I just wasn't prepared mm-hmm. to be a wife in mm-hmm. that moment. You know what I'm saying? I had, That's fair. I, I, wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't done grieving. <clears throat> so you, on, on top of grieving, you want me to be a wife. And it's a lot of pressure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why I say I, if it was me and wh- we could do it over again, I would wait. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, we lived together. We got but, engaged. Hold on, hold on. I think part of that for me as well, like I was saying earlier before y'all got me a bottle for here. <laughs> uh, I already knew I wanted to marry you. And then once we started making those steps, we started, remember we got back together like around that uh, September. Remember we started looking at houses. So for me, in my mind, we're looking at houses. We're thinking about moving in together. That nigga was looking at houses. He found our house that <laughs> we then, was in before. You, hey, y'all hear how boozy females is? No, no, no. Babe, come and, on now. And, and then come she pulled up at the house with me. Oh, I my God. Like, yeah, I love I, this house. I, 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 I like wait the to, house. But you found the there, house. You made the arrangements hey, to move in that house. I was too. I was okay. still grieving to even okay. be like no, appreciative. No, 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 no. This is what I'm saying. No, listen to me. This is what I'm saying. Me knowing you, how much you were grieving. And me also knowing how important the stability mm-hmm. of marriage and us being together were at the time to you mm-hmm. was also parts of the reason why I said, hey, the way I love her right now and the way I know she loves me, I wanted to be there to give you that. I wanted to be that rock for you. Now, did I know what that rock was going to mean back then? Nah. But I knew that's what I wanted to be for you. 
Mm-hmm. And that was part of the reason and why. And see, that's why I feel like if we would have waited and maybe lived together, I'm not saying that it's the um, correct way, if you will. I don't know if there's a wrong or a right way. But I don't you you don't really know your mate until you live with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like you don't know your. But I, I also feel like you're not gonna. If know he your... hadn't have done it when he did it, we probably wouldn't be here. Yeah, that's all I was about to say. <laughs> like it, it, it it, we would have been about <laughs> here. I feel like even when you get married, I've been reading actually reading a book on this. But even when you the person who you marry that day is the person you're gonna be with ten years from then. Like people change no matter who you with. Mm-hmm. So. I know I was just listening to Kima when you were just discussing, like, for the first first couple of years, it was somebody else holding on, and the next couple of years, somebody else holding on. Mm-hmm. Is it like, right now, is the last person holding on, is it you right now, like, saying you you don't want to do it yet? Um, I just think that if it took this long, sometimes, okay, so I have mixed feelings about it. Like, I want to be married. Absolutely, I want to be married. Because I I know that that... That he's my um, soulmate. I know that. But um, <laughs> I know that he's my soulmate. But I just feel like, I feel like if we haven't done it this it, so far, and we've been together for a decade almost, too. Right. Let's put that out there. Thanks. I just want, <laughs> well, I just, because I want to make sure, I want to make sure, no, we, it's not just a me thing, you know, we need to make sure that that's, I know for a fact it's the right thing to do, but at the same time, like, he's, he's one, he's a guy that thinks everything needs to be perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, that does not exist, and I've been telling him that for years, and that's one of, that's one of the biggest issues. Perfection does not, if you find her, let me know. If you find a perfect marriage, let me know. If you find a perfect anything, let me know. Perfect kids. Exactly. And so, I mean, I think that the older we get now, it's just like, all right, let's stop playing around. Let's, you know, let's go ahead and do this. But I'm not just going to do it just because I want my last name changed. I'm not going to do it just because I feel like we should be. Because if I feel any doubt, if I feel like he has any doubt, I'm not. I don't care how much in love I am. I'm not going going forward with it because that that right there is opening up the door for failure, and that's not acceptable. But I feel like it's doubting everything you do, though. Marriage, in all marriages, yeah, I'm yeah. speaking ours personally. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. I yeah. think that was probably some of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that your spouse is going to fail you. Mm -hmm. You know, I was looking for perfection. I was looking for structure. I was looking for, you know, every all the T's to be crossed and the I's to be dotted Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But you really, it's really no way to prepare because the Mm -hmm. richest person that can make sure you're financially stable Mm -hmm. and you have the lovely home that you want and your 2.5 kids and your white picket fence and all Mm -hmm. of that, they still have challenges. They mm. still have failures in marriage. I think, but that's what makes a, a marriage strong. That's that's what makes a relationship a relationship strong too. You have to go through your ups and downs. Like if you don't, there's something wrong because you have to know how to handle that situation the next time it comes around. With you know, in that in that whatever the situation is in your relationship, you have to. There's no way. Like we argue, probably, honey. Every other week, we will we will go every uh, three weeks. Hey, I'm 
I'm stubborn. I can go three weeks without talking to you. challenges in all relationships. Like, any, we're, we're human beings. Absolutely. We're all imperfect humans. Absolutely. So any relationship you have with any other imperfect human being, there's going to be struggle there. And I think there's no relationship in this world as close as marriage. Because And it's, all, it's something I always say to myself. You're taking somebody who lived a whole life before they met you. Mm-hmm. And you lived your whole life. And you got your whole way of thinking. And they got their whole way of thinking. And now y'all just under a roof doing life together. Now, when you was dating each other, y'all got to put that mask on. Like, y'all got to put that interview face on. No, because if you can't be... No, 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 no. What you mean? Let me explain it. Let me explain it. When you're dating, Mm -hmm. no matter what y'all do, when y'all dating and y'all... You're so busy trying to... Impress yeah, the impress person somebody that you you yeah. kind of hide your imperfections, you you're hiding see. your flaws because that's you at wanna... the beginning, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't you don't see all of the stuff that people have that people are dealing with. Because like, mm-hmm. and then we also everybody's dealing with mental issues. Everybody, right. you got to learn somebody whose mental issues you can deal with. Because mm-hmm. mine ain't easy. You know what I'm saying? Lying. And that's a, that's are. a part of it. Like when you you don't see those mental issues a lot of times in those dating years, though. I think but that's baby, what he's scared of. Like, I don't feel like you are open to your mental issues. Mm. I feel like I've I think it's a God thing. Oh. I'm being serious. I think it's a God thing. I've never in my life, in my entire life, met a woman <laughs> that was accountable. Oh, I'm very accountable. Issues. Let me tell you I'm how accountable, accountable I am. Oh my God. I'm going to tell you how accountable for I am. Sure. And I'm going to put this out here. You know I'm accountable to my issues. And I've I never put about. this out here for anyone. I've, okay. I've, I've put myself into, I've checked myself in. Okay? I ain't lying. Mm-hmm. I done went through depression. I don't. I had to fi- figure out what was wrong with me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. until you mm-hmm. figure out what's wrong with you, your mm-hmm. relationship is always going to fail. With everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, then you have to talk about generational Absolutely. Stuff. I think I suffer from a lot of generational abuse. Mm-hmm. So I had to, one, stop it with my children mm-hmm. and then heal from it. And how I was raised and how Terrell was raised are two totally separate uh, ways of being raised. Yeah. And we clash in that aspect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I don't, I don't feel like you deal or want to talk about, you may deal with them. But I don't feel like you talk about them enough with me. The issues? Yeah, like your generational issues, any I type of we, mental I issues. Talk, I think we discussed it because we, at certain times where I'd be like, I can tell who I got this from. Like, I can tell like, hey, you know what I'm saying? What, uh, what was it the other day when I was talking and I was like, my I, when I was acting goofy with you. And I was like, this is how my dad be acting when he had the house with, my, with his wife and stuff. Just add that little goofy little feeling and stuff like that. But as far as generational curses, Wait. like... Because you did you have said that to me or was it another wife? Oh my <laughs> Lord, because I don't remember this. Oh you don't remember that conversation, man? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out like was you with your side? Was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what it was? You it can't was be telling nice on yourself, with. you know? No, 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 no. I ain't telling no. myself because she don't remember he nice has, when she yeah, when she was like. He has a better memory than me. So. If she do an edible, she's halfway sleeping. Eddie gets you ready. Eddie gets you ready. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy gets a knocking on that door. He gets to tell them jokes. She's out of there. <laughs> so that was one of the discussions we were having one night. But as far as stuff that we, for me, when I say accountable, I mean, well, my accountability is and your accountability might be different. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I say something to you, I want you to be like, hey, okay, I understood what you were saying. Or, okay, I might agree with you. Tequila's version of accountability is she'll say something to me, I'll say something back. And the fact that she don't say something back to me, Means she understood. 
<laughs> what do you want me to do? You said what you said. I said what I said. Okay, I heard you. Terrell, take that meat out. Oh, he took it out. Mm. Go back in the room. <laughs> what you want to say? Okay, yeah. thank you. He needs he needs he needs applause and a clap <laughs> and a parade for My everything. My love language is words of affirmation. Mm. So oh, I babe, need- you t- babe, can you take out the meat? Yeah, I already took it out. Thank you so much for taking out the meat, babe. You are the the best husband in the world. You took that meat out, dude. I seen how you took that meat out. You took that meat out. Like, come on. Baby, you know what? I appreciate you taking that meat out before I even ask. But, huh, you want to eat, don't you? Yeah. Because, oh, she got a husband that will cook, too. Hold on now. fuck the kitchen up, so I don't don't even like you to cook, But I still be going there after a long day's work and cook my ass off. When you cook, do I eat? That's because you ain't cooking. No, 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 no. Answer the question. Another one of your generational curses is you didn't grow up with seasoning in the house. (laughs) So you don't appreciate no good seasoned food. He's cooking like the cooks, bro. Like, I'm not that kind of girl. I'm not mixing everything with everything. The girl got mad because I put taco seasoning in Rotel. I know you lie. Come on. It's not okay. It's not okay. That makes it too salty or something. Exactly. That is not okay. Country food. No. Nobody got time for that. That ain't right. And then another thing that bothers me with him, he will cook. Don't get me wrong. He will cook. But the nigga does not clean. And that's like something that gives me so high anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I like the house to be a certain type of way. He knows this. We've been living together for years now. So it, cook as you clean. Like, but, you know, I've learned that I can't expect him to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always just went into a situation expecting people to know. And this goes back to generational situations mm-hmm. how I was raised you cook you clean mm-hmm. you mess up something you clean it up mm-hmm. this nigga had to grow up with maids or some servants or something because he, he, he messed it, it up <laughs> it's messed up till I go clean it up no no you know what I'm saying he roll out the bed his pajamas is by the by the side of the bed until I throw him in the hamper oh, like no. he just he li- so that's he, how he lives so his you, life you his maid basically is what you say. I mean that's Oh no! What What's going on, Terrell? You gotta get it together. <laughs> what? You gotta get it together. What? Oh, okay, on, no, on, I got. I just got hold one on. e- qu- simple question. No, no, no. If no, your, if your on. son. Hold on, Kimmy. No, hold on. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because I feel like she's giving y'all the wrong. The wrong. The, the wrong. She, she making like. Oh, she's making like. She, like she over there. Come on, say I don't. What? Say I don't. She Harriet Tubman now. She just a house slave. I am. If you don't get out of tequila. My body oh, listen, 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 listen to this. Tequila ain't washed clothes in the house since 2016. It is 2020. She ain't washed a a, a lingerie panty, a half a sock. She ain't washed nothing, nay, nothing. So you washing? He was. Well, she cooking and cleaning and doing everything else. Very rarely. Very rarely, I could. He is the laundry person. I'm not going to lie. The nigga don't fold. He'll buy your shit up, but he will wash it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I will give That's you good. that. I will give you That's your flowers away, girl. That's your chore. But my balling it up is like what? Folding it, kind of, right? It's not. Can you put it in it's the like drawer It's like a soccer ball. It's not. Not a soccer no. ball. No. You can't. <laughs> you know, I just don't complain because I don't wash this shit, so I can't complain. Mm. At least my shit is clean. You your know shit is clean. It's folded up to the side. You put your shit it's in the side. It's up to the to side. And you get how you go. Yeah, mm. I understand that. So you try to come with Every day it. I make sure dinner is provided. What is my job every day? Hey, what's for dinner tonight? What do you want me to go I buy? I don't eat. These niggas eat me out of house at home, so I don't eat. Okay. When it's time to go in there and get something, it's gone. So, so you figuring out what's, what's for dinner is for you and your kids, bro. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. 
So you just said, well, she, 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 she make the dinner. But when you get the I'm dinner, saying, I'm when the you dinner get, provider, <laughs> when you get the dinner, clothes, who cleans up behind y'all? I don't even the kitchen. Yeah, I, I don't even go in there and eat. But uh, I'm right we, behind y'all cleaning it up. You. We mm. appreciate you. Mm. Whatever. Mm. Anyway, I'm not arguing with you about. <laughs> no, it's not I'm an argument. I appreciate you. Yeah, and I appreciate you balling the clothes up. <laughs> you know, the way you ball it. Can't nobody, can't a nigga ball no clothes up like you ball no clothes up. Hey. Period. <laughs> hey, you double fold, keep it going. <laughs> Everything well, a long way. Straight up. So we coming out of this, straight out of Corona. You know, I just wanted to touch base and um, have another session. Shout out to Studio B. Thank you for um, hosting Unapologetic Opinions. Any um, last thoughts? About anything we talked about or... I just want people to be safe, you know. Yeah. If you're going to be out there rioting, just be safe. Oh, yes. Because, please. And please I mean, do not take your children. Y'all already I see that it's see unsafe. That. Please don't have mm. the babies out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just not a peaceful situation. I would hate to see something happen to one of mm-hmm. our babies yeah. behind something that was supposed to be for justice and mm-hmm. peace. So, um, protests... You know, um, get y'all voices heard, get your point across. But make sure, like she said, y'all just doing it safely. Um, As far as Corona goes, it's not over. There's going to be another wave of it. So kick it during these few summer months that we have. And then we going back in the house, y'all. Period. Hey, stay black, stay blessed, and uh, keep Jesus Christ at the center of everything you're doing. He did bring me he did bring me to church though, I will say that. But anyway, um good session. I'm glad that y'all thanks for having me. Saved your life, relax. Save your life, girl. I was more in church than you was, but that's a whole he he invited me to the church as a pickup line. (laughs) <laughs> I joined the church before he joined the church. Mm. Joined a, um, <laughs> I joined the church before him. I joined a ministry before him. You know everything. Now he, look at us. It was just a I'm trap. I'm over here leading you. Let's go, girl. God is good all That's the time. That's right. All the time, God is good. <laughs> and with that being said, it is the end of our session. Y'all stay peace. Um, stay peaceful. I love y'all. Be careful. Whatever y'all do, be safe. Until next time, we out. Peace. Peace.